This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year Automotive News digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash daily drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, January 4th, 2024. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, Stellantis pulls out of more auto shows. Ford is among more automakers reporting strong Q4 sales today. And we'll tell you which vehicles won North American Car and Truck of the Year. Plus, a Chevy Tahoe for $1? That's what one prankster got a chat GPT bot to agree to through a dealership website. We'll talk about the bigger implications for dealers and retail tech. Chat GPT, if it runs crazy like this, it can put everything at risk. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Stellantis is pulling out of next month's Chicago and Toronto auto shows. That's as it reevaluates its approach to vehicle expos. Stellantis is normally a staple at auto shows across the country. The automaker says it's assessing its presence on a case-by-case basis. Citing last fall's UAW strike, the company pulled out of SEMA and the LA Auto Show late last year, in addition to next week's CES event in Las Vegas to cut costs as part of its strike contingency plan. This reevaluation isn't just limited to the bigger events. Stellantis is also scaling back at smaller regional shows in the U.S. as well. Stellantis is not among the many automakers reporting sales gains in the fourth quarter. While the automaker's biggest brand, Jeep, snapped a streak of nine straight quarterly declines, It wasn't enough to offset a drop of 8% at Dodge and 59% at Chrysler in the last three months of 2023. Stellantis' overall fourth quarter sales slipped more than 1%. Ram volume rose 4%. For the year, deliveries slipped 1.3% for Stellantis, with Jeep off 6% and Ram down 1%. Ford's sales rose 0.8% in the quarter. The Ford brand was up 0.4%, and Lincoln advanced almost 9%. For all of 2023, Ford's U.S. sales rose more than 7%. At Nissan, fourth quarter sales rose more than 5.5%. The Nissan brand was up 4.8%, and Infiniti jumped 17%. Subaru's December sales rose 1.8%, and 2023 deliveries jumped 14%. We expect Volkswagen and Volvo to release December or fourth quarter sales later today, followed by fourth quarter sales results from Mercedes-Benz and JLR next week. Israeli autonomous driving technology maker Mobileye saw its shares tumble almost 30% today. That's after it said in a preliminary earnings report that it sees full-year revenue for 2024 in the range of $1.83 billion to $1.96 billion, that would be a decrease from about $2.08 billion for 2023. Analysts were expecting guidance of almost $2.6 billion. 
The Jerusalem-based firm makes semiconductors and systems that power advanced driver assistance features. It blames its outlook on customers having built up inventories of ADAS chips in the wake of the pandemic. Mobileye says it expects they'll work through that supply in the first quarter. Mobileye is Israel's most valuable publicly traded company. And the winners of the 2024 North American Car and Truck of the Year are in. The winner of the 2024 Car of the Year is the Toyota Prius. The Toyota Prius and Prius Prime hatchback beat the Hyundai Ioniq 6 sedan and the Honda Accord sedan in the car category. It's the first time Toyota has won the award since 2004. The Ford Super Duty was named the 2024 North American Truck of the Year. Its win marks the fourth straight year that Ford has received the truck award. It beat Chevrolet's Silverado EV and Colorado for this year's title. And Kia took home the Utility Award for the second straight year in a row, with its EV9 beating two other electric vehicles, the Genesis electrified GV70 and the Hyundai Kona and Kona EV. Kia also took home the award last year for the EV6. For full disclosure, this year's jurors include Richard Truitt, a reporter covering engineering for Automotive News. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Stellantis pulling out of another auto show. This time it's the Chicago Auto Show, which takes place next month. Do you think there's a possibility we can see this from other automakers in the future to save on cost? You know, there's <laughs> there's not many left. Uh, it seems like everybody else has kind of stopped doing, you know, proper press conferences and auto show stands. Uh, Toyota will put up a nice stand, but they don't have a press conference. The only companies that have really been engaged in auto shows since uh, the return of events after the pandemic has been Stellantis and the Hyundai group. Uh, if Stellantis pulls out, then you're down to just kind of Hyundai and maybe Genesis and Kia. It just doesn't make for the the vibrant, you know, competitive brand situation that we used to see in auto shows. So if it keeps going this way, it really does not bode well for auto shows in America. Gotcha. Coming up, what started as a prank targeting dealership customer service sites powered by ChatGPT has become a viral story with troubling implications for retail tech. We'll hear more about it next on Daily Drive. Daily Drive is kicking off the new year by reviving an old name in a new format. We're bringing back a weekend drive edition of Daily Drive. Jamie and I will go deeper into the biggest automotive stories of the week. Every weekend, you'll hear fresh insights, analysis, and what has me running hot, if not overheated. To think that's going to get done in a year, a little over a year, is um, foolishly optimistic. That's, that's a little dark, but let's shift <laughs> to something a little more positive. You'll also hear from our experts in the newsroom here at Automotive News about the latest industry trends and topics. EV sales are not declining. That's the narrative we're kind of seeing outside of the industry. They aren't declining, but the pace of growth definitely has slowed. Come back this weekend for our Weekend Drive edition of Daily Drive. And of course, tune in every weekday for all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. The part of recontract that makes my job more satisfying is being able to get more vehicles through and do a better quality inspection. The whole process is simplified. 
I have double the amount of inspections and repairs I can do a day. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. ChatGPT made an explosive debut in fall 2022, and auto dealers have been gradually testing it with processes both behind the scenes and facing customers. That testing unexpectedly kicked into overdrive recently as legions of users targeted some dealerships' ChatGPT customer systems with questions that went well beyond asking about buying a vehicle. Some tests went viral, with one user trying to get a dealership website to sell him a 2024 Chevy Tahoe for $1. Mark Holmer covers retail tech for us at Automotive News and has been following the story. He says the incident exposes some significant problems for retailers who hope to stay on the cutting edge of technology. I reached him at his home office in Charlottesville, Virginia. Mark Holmer, welcome back to Daily Drive. Thank you. It's good to be here. There's an interesting story recently about some problems with the generative AI chatbot. What what happened? Uh, it started with, uh, it appears, uh, a single user. Uh, a guy logged onto a dealership <laughs> website uh, just to shop around for cars, and he realized it was driven by chat GPT. And so then he started to see what he could get away with and ask questions uh, about writing a poem. Would he support uh, a dealership? Uh, that sold competing cars. He also tried to buy a Chevy Tahoe and got the chat GPT at least to agree to sell it for $1. And uh, a $1 you know, I, Tahoe. These are, $1. these are very expensive, uh, big SUVs. Yes, they are. Uh, and it's good that there was no legal contract that bound the dealership to sell it for that. But, <laughs> but, but anyway, he was so proud of what he could do that he posted it on uh, Twitter slash X, and then other people shared it and so on and so on, and it encouraged legions of people to look for dealers that were using ChatGPT to do the same thing. So how widespread was this? Is it is it anybody who uses ChatGPT, or was it just one particular you know company's clients that were being uh, exploited in this way? It, it, it appeared to be a handful of dealers were severely affected, but many more at least had some pranksters trying to do things. And they all appeared to be customers of Folk Path, which has a, a, a customer a relation a platform that is driven by ChatGPT uh, currently, but they just added it in May. So it's relatively new. So you, you refer to them as, as pranksters. So they weren't really like uh, stealing anything or or really getting um, an unfair advantage. They were kind of just goofing on the system. For the most part, there were a few people that were outright hackers and full path said none of those succeeded. But the bulk were basically trying to push uh, ChatGPT to the limit um, just to see what they could get away with. They could have nonsense conversations. Uh, a guy with had a, a strange moniker of... Uh, uh, butt farts. See, it automatically butt farts. Automatically, an infantile start to this, and he he used his name asking for details about the car. ChatGPT said that 
it wouldn't work with uh, inappropriate or offensive language. And then he proceeded to have an argument about his name. Um, it just was on and on. People who seemed to have a lot of time on their hands who just pushed it and played with it. Very uh, sounds a lot of it sounds kind of silly, uh, but is there a heavier story behind it? Is what's the what's the bigger takeaway? Well, it is because with all the nonsense, even though a lot of it was silly, obnoxious, uh, and and generally benign in in terms of affecting businesses, it still uh, put uh, dealerships who use this at a disadvantage because their salespeople had to spend time going through hundreds and hundreds of leads that were nonsense. So it was a time waster. But uh, the bigger picture is how do you use a system like this that's designed to save dealerships time and money if it's going to have these blips? Uh, one of the things that Full Path did to try to prevent this moving forward is to change some of the programming parameters, uh, basically restricting some of the things that the chat GPT would respond to. And um, to basically put it in, add security to it. And um, that itself is difficult because if you put too many restrictions on chat GPT or generative AI, that it won't work as it's intended to. So it was kind of a delicate balance, but they insist that there won't be a lot of these incidents moving forward. And in fact, after the, the changes they made, they, they all but dropped off to virtually zero. Um, but dealers who use this kind of thing are going to have to worry about security because of everything else behind, um, uh, you know, behind using uh, technology and, and making sure that they protect personal information and other important things. Yeah, you know, a lot of dealers are are very tech forward. They're always looking for uh, advantages that technology can provide, and uh, some of them are just early adopters, you know, by nature. But I wonder if you know reports about issues like this uh, can sort of undermine their trust or sort of a cautionary uh, flag for a lot of dealers? Uh, I, I think it's going to make them wonder if they should move ahead with this kind of thing, because uh, they have a lot of new regulatory restrictions, for example, where uh, in terms of cybersecurity, they have to protect personal information and they have to show proof that they're protecting it sufficiently. And um, they risk fines, they risk lawsuits, they risk liability issues if people's data, if there's a violation of that data. And chat GPT, if it goes amok, you know, if it runs crazy like this, it, it can put everything at risk. Uh, it also even goes toward affecting insurance coverage for this kind of thing. So dealers mm -hmm. have to consider a lot of costs in a lot of areas uh, to make sure that this kind of thing works. Um, it also shows the risk of being an early adopter of technology because uh, Chad GBT learns as it goes, but it's also relatively untested. And as it learns, as people learn how to use it, there's going to be risks along the way. So what's the situation now for this company, Full Path? I mean, is it uh, toast? Is it in deep trouble or is have they sort of managed to work their way through it? it? It's hard to say because it's privately run and they're not going to disclose that kind of information, but they insist that they're, the bulk of their customers are fine, um, that they realize that generative AI and chat GPT is a work in progress and they've worked with them closely. They were very proactive when this happened to try to, to um, institute 
hung images and, and prevent this kind of thing from mushrooming. It's certainly going to make users be wary in some cases, but for now, I don't think it's going to chase people away. I, I think the more important thing is what happens next. And what would that be? Well, if or what might a, that be? It could be a good track record where this will be the biggest blip that will happen and they'll move forward, just lesson learned. Um, but if there's another eruption of this kind of thing, uh, it's going to put them as a company in question, and it's going to put the use of ChatGBT for customer service and customer-facing things in question. So w- one incident like this isn't going to be the end of the world, but if something happens again and the scale of that thing is quite large, it could mean a lot you know, for the future of the technology, but, could, but it could also harm full paths future. All right. Well, we'll be uh, watching for whether a full trend emerges or this is just uh, something we leave in the past. Uh, Mark Holmer covers retail technology for Automotive News. Thanks again for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Callan Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Vince Bond Jr., David Phillips, and George Wycamp for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail tech, sales results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a look at the key trends for dealership, finance, and insurance products in 2024. Probably one of the bigger things is making sure that that FNI protection product portfolio at wherever your dealership may reside is probably as important as ever. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 